Hi everyone, welcome back to Heal and Learn. This is Zarina. I am joined today by Nicolina Werther. She's been on the channel before, but uh, she hasn't been with us for a while. And today we're going to be talking about healing modalities and business. Um, what is the methodology? First of all, hi Nicolina. Hello. <laughs> How have yes. you been? <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great. So you um, told me recently that you're being or getting certified in some sort of a methodology that combines healing and um, organizational development or business, coaching for business. What is it called? No, actually, no, that's how I'm combining it. So what I... I did do a training and embodiment coaching over summer. Ah, embodiment it was called, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, intuitive healing work. But yeah. I also do, you know, more work organizational stuff. But generally, I focus, love focusing a lot on, you know, work, business, things like that. And I'm doing another training with that as well. Um, and all the stuff that came before. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and personally, and because I know you've done a lot of different trainings and things like that as well, and we're both interested in, healing, personal development, and work and business. Uh, I thought it just could be possibly very interesting to see how we both approach it, like how we, what we use, what we use differently or something. Um, but also, yeah, especially like, I mean, we, we don't have to, but we could look at like the difference between working with someone individually or are we working with a system or with a leader or like other differences, or maybe there aren't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I, I find, Essentially, uh, whether you're working with an individual or with a uh, group of individuals, the same principles apply of how you uh, address energy, how you transform it within these people. So um, with, the, with the methods that I teach that are mostly the silver method and the other one is based on a Russian governmentally developed system called future energy information development. So both of them... Um, use the premise that everything is run by energy and images and emotions. So when you combine all three, you can actually change the reality and your perception of reality. So both. Of course, it starts with your perception of reality before you can change reality as well. Um, and so when you say embodiment, this reminds me of your perception of reality. What is embodiment? I was wondering, <laughs> so interesting because I, when you spoke, I was thinking, okay, so how do you access the information? <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I mean, th there are lots of different embodiment tools. The one that I've been training with, that's why it's so interesting. She's originally a theta healer, so she's more, also more an energy healer. That's, I think, where they combine. And mm -hmm. um, you immediately, of course, also said, yeah, it's energy. Um, and, and that for me also is what came through. And also the constellation work I do, more than organizational stuff, it's... I've never really considered myself an energy healer, but ultimately I always find that's where it comes to back. Play into it, images play into it. And the bodily sensations. So embodiment for me is simply just having a lot of focus on um, your body. And for pause. Um, okay. Um, so Embodiment for me is like, like also with this technique or others, is just a lot of inward focus and the truly looking at you know, what what sign of sensations are you picking up, what what's it called, the proprioception, kind of all the bodily internal things that you pick up and use that as wisdom as well. So literally like 
it's, it's for me, it's a mix between having a physical sensation and just noticing in my body where energy goes, for example. Why I think it's interesting, also why this teacher developed this, is that with some healing modalities, they go a lot just with the mind mm-hmm. and you access information. I don't know if you do that, like higher guidance or something, or you scan, but you almost just do it with your head. And I find mm-hmm. the moment you use your full body to access the information, that's kind of really the difference. I just find it's it's almost more powerful mm-hmm. because you well, really have to, you know, be in all the cells of you and use all the wisdom that's in all of your body. Yeah, I find that most of these methods uh, actually step on the same uh, ideas Absolutely. and they use the same methodology, but they're only advertised through the mind, mind work, because it's easier for people that are very logically inclined and analytical to accept the mind connection of how you have to think rather than take their whole body in there. But with all the methods that I teach, I I do exactly the same. People feel um, their intuition through bodily sensations, through including all of their senses. It's not only the mind, it's also the feeling from the heart. It actually has to do with integrating all of your emotions. Exactly. Or rather understanding them, you know, what you feel at the end with one of the methods that I taught you is Russian-based, you actually um, have to locate the emotion in the exact place in the body because it has a code. Uh, It's coded somewhere in space around you um, or inside of you. And this is where you can change it. But first you have to feel all of the emotions so that you can find its IP address, so to say. I love that. I love, I love the image. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, that's in this technique, we do the same. And you, usually we would ask someone, okay, what's the issue mm-hmm. kind of thing? And then where does that relate to it? Like, where do you feel it in your body kind of yeah. thing? Or like what's coming up with it? And depending on where someone is, sometimes they feel it in their body. Sometimes they don't. But eventually that's, of course, where you want to go to, to the then release the IP address kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, love, I, I, I like it how you, how you phrase that. Yeah, it, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I suppose definitely. this is a similar um, technique that uh, Christy Marie Sheldon uses. I took a course of hers like three years ago, maybe, and she also uses something similar. It's just that at the time when I when I was taking the course, I didn't realize that uh, emotions are so important. Or maybe she didn't put so much stress onto the emotions. I can't put my finger on, but maybe I realized years later how important it is. Anyhow, with the method that I'm teaching now, it is really living your emotions to the core, not only locating them, because you can't properly locate them unless you actually feel them. You know, if you actually feel the pain, the guilt or whatever, <laughs> to be able to locate it and remove it. So how do you do that? Do you invite someone to kind of be able to fully embody them? or? Uh, no, my- no, I lead them to a med- meditative state. I very often use the... Uh, technique to go in alpha with the silver method so I mix mix methods um, I find that the the silver method te- uh, technique for leading people in alpha is very effective but you can use any other meditative yes. leading technique such as um, uh, yoga nidra or whatever but uh, with the silver method it's, it's I've tested it many times because I've led groups with the silver method uh, in alpha very quickly um, and I know it works very fast. So what I do is I uh, lead them to a visualization. First of all, it's breath work and counting down, similar to hypnotherapy. And then it's a short visualization of a, um, 
ideal state of being where they have felt emotionally in an ideal state for them. So each of them chooses such a memory, or if they don't have a perfect memory, they choose snapshots of memories that make them feel good. Or if they really can't make that, then they have to um, come up with an ideal state of being. But the reason I asked them to uh, look for a historical event in their life for a memory is because it's already embodied. It's very easy to access it once you have lived it rather than to create it from scratch. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so we go from there then. Oh, yeah. And I'm just curious, like, so when you work, let's say more on the work business side of things where you can't do Google, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, how, what do you do then? Like, because then I guess, do you would still use things like alpha state or something, or do you adapt it? Um, well, I, I haven't had a training uh, in, where I've integrated the silver method yet for businesses, so I haven't had this yet. But I suppose at some point, be it in one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching or in trainings, it would make sense at a later stage when people have realized all their motives on a logical level, when they've uh, defined their goals that are in line with, um, with their soul search, something that we've talked about before in, when we talked about business with meaning and uh, when we had a talk with you about uh, sensitive people. Um, in the end, it's, it's all about aligning with your purpose. So once we have done this with people who want to improve in their business, of course, we can delve deeper and embody it. So make it permanent by going in alpha where people can understand it on a more deeper energetic level. But before that, it's, it's always... Uh, mind work <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no but that's my experience as well where I'm mm -hmm. also at the point of okay so how do we combine these because you know it's obviously really powerful to shift things on a quite deep level but it's not always the first thing you can offer to someone if they come more for the healing stuff yeah they kind of Yukulina, there's some sort of a noise ah no it's okay maybe it comes from your headphones it's okay now okay right ah no again I have it maybe it's rubbing on your shirt the microphone yeah, the microphone should be somewhere else, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not... Is this okay. I don't, I don't really use... No, I don't hear the noise anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm trying to sit still now. I don't move. That's very hard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let me know if it happens again. Um, I've just noticed the microphone's a little bit pointing somewhere else. Anyway, well, if you could hear me until then, no. It's hopefully fine. Um, what was I saying? Uh kind of yeah i was kind of talking about how we combine them um the mental work we reach the point where they have to first realize like my 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 experience was working with business organizations something like that i love and i'm sure you do similarly just intuitively tuning in to where's the issue <laughs> kind mm -hmm, of thing mm -hmm. or you know reading the field kind of thing mm -hmm. but i i have struggled in the past depending on the setting to be, to communicate it in a way. So, you know, especially with some work environments, you have to, it has to be quite scientific kind of almost. And I'm like, okay, I know this is true, but how do we bring, get the awareness of those that it affects to actually see it like that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I'm sometimes wondering like, yeah, how do we, how do we almost make it just acceptable that it works if that makes sense? Um, I think unless people are trained and see it for themselves, you can't make it acceptable. Um, 
it, I, I've had a few people in my silver courses that were uh, that are working at very responsible positions, uh, leading teams. Um, they, they, they came to the course for personal reasons, not for organizational reasons, but in the end, it all uh, spills out. So of course, you, when you become more intuitive, you become more confident because you, you know your information, you feel your information. You know, it's, um, you feel it with your entire being, not just mentally and then question, am I right or am I wrong? So they become more confident. They become, by becoming more intuitive, you become more confident and then they can lead teams better. So um, in the end, un until they try it themselves, how this impacts their way of being, their way of feeling and thinking, they won't believe your intuitive guidance. Yeah, this is that, my, makes yeah. Sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, yeah. But um, what I'm what I'm finding useful in combining these, let's say, let's call them healing methodologies. Although for me, they're just accessing this level of consciousness. They're not just healing. They're you know you access your intuition, your healing capabilities, your dormant human capabilities. So when you combine this with the goal of um, improving an organization, um, in the end, you, you always look for the common goal. So once you find this goal, and this again brings us to the topics that we've had before, the purpose. Um, once you find this purpose, you can use all of the gathered skills that you have discovered to apply them Absolutely. to the goal of the of the company exactly i mean i know we, we, we're thinking about talking more about the healing stuff but i'm, I'm, I'm finding this fascinating because I, I i totally agree and obviously an organization is made up of humans and the more they evolved and aware and able to tap into their potential they become that's yeah. that's really ultimately what's going to change you know an organizational culture for example or something um yeah. so I, I totally get what you say about people who come for personal reasons and then it filters into their work and i've seen the same with doctors for example who come you know maybe to find help for something for themselves and then they realize about uh, you know how powerful alternative ways of healing can be to mm -hmm. cure diseases or something and yeah. they're kind of like okay so how do I bring this back into my work now <laughs> because mm -hmm. you know the traditional medicine is great but that stuff is also great so yeah so I've really, also had doctors know. with the silver method and they say they use it as a secondary screening technique to 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 so you just you just froze for a second they use it for uh -huh. No, they use it as a secondary screening technique to make sure yeah. that their diagnosis is correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's so beautiful like to, because you naturally see more of the human. You don't just mm -hmm. look for the symptoms or, you know, this, that's what's kind of visible. You actually, yeah, you use all of your senses to pick up the information. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's a very interesting time we're living in. I think there's a lot of resistance, of course, also. Uh, still out there but there's so much where yeah that's just more, to me it feels more holistic more wholesome to yeah. to you know work in that way it, it, no matter which context we're talking about politics oh my god i would love if politics would become more wholesome <laughs> you know <laughs> that would be just i just think magical <laughs> yeah i mean we, we still have quite a few steps to to the mainstream <laughs> arena but it's um, more and more people are coming to realize that um that they need to take care of themselves, not only 
in a psychological manner, but also on a soul level, deeper than just going to a psychologist. And that's not to the psychologist, of course, because I know a lot of psychologists that are using esoteric and spiritual methods. Um, and that's not to say let's uh, all go home all day long. It's just to be in touch with your soul. Well, I love it. We've been touching on different areas of life because it kind of brings me almost back to, you know, how do you parent, for example, because that's where it starts. If you raise a kid with yeah. an awareness, you don't have to, you know, try hard later on in life to make them understand. But if you have that parenting or the schooling system, which is open to that, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes natural eventually. And a yeah. lot of, of course, parents are very, yeah, like you're, you're a parent, I like, get into these things and try to raise their children in a very wholesome way, I guess. Yeah. Well, the schooling system is the, <laughs> the starting point because, um, I'm lucky that I can take care of my child most of the time, but the moment a child is put at a very young age at a caring institution where people are just following certain rules and they're observing the child as if it's an object and writing down reports rather than taking care of the child. Um, this point of the battle has already been lost for the soul of the child. It's already molded and programmed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I don't know that much about what's happening in the schooling, like in education. I. I just assume that there is a way to make it happen because you know this does never mean we don't want the, all the rational abilities. I mean, they've been great. Of course, everything we've got. Yeah. It's just again like finding a way to make sure we can have both. I think at the same time. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of kindergartens and schools that are going in this direction developing the innate abilities of of children which is great it's all going in in a good direction i feel bit by bit it's just that the majority uh and still the governmentally owned institutions are uh, very rigid and unaccepting yet of alternative methods of raising children or of raising them to be more conscious rather than you know putting them in a box and measuring them towards the the standard <laughs> because that's what they do all the time measuring them against the standard at this age at that age isn't that fine i was actually i was thinking okay let's do what we've just been talking about let's tune in <laughs> to yeah. see where that resonates with me i'm thinking yeah it does i mean i do feel it in my body <laughs> and it's because, because i like this whole idea of we have to collectively heal stuff as well Mm-hmm. And that is a collective thing, of course, you know, because we all have, we're all part of these systems. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, for me, it definitely shows up as anxiety in my chest. I think it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, oh, there's no flow. There's no, no kind of the restricted ability to just be yourself. It gets restricted. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it becomes very rigid. I guess we all have to <laughs> kind of release that <laughs> from our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you release it with the embodiment method? How do you do that? Well, I'm uh, awareness. <laughs> no, you could use different things. I, I find I, but that's also because of just every practitioner uses their own tools. Mm-hmm. Um, I find sometimes literally it's like now when I become aware of it, sometimes just that. I, I, once I've maybe it's similar to what you do. I call it the energetic signature. So once I've, I've located what it feels like, which gets similar to the IP thing. <laughs> Sorry, that's a phone. Um, <laughs> is it annoying you? 
Uh, I can't I hear anything. To... Okay, no, that's no, a funny okay. going on. All right. Mm -hmm. um, I sometimes feel like I can just relax into it. That's, that's my personal way of doing it. I'm just like, okay, can I just relax into it? Often that's enough. Or breathe into it. Uh, with this technique, I mean, she uses all sorts of things of you could you know, bring light into it. Sometimes you want to shake it out, rage it out, <laughs> scream it mm -hmm. out. I don't do that that much. It depends on the person. Like for me, most of the time, it's just acknowledging it, seeing if I can let it be in my body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I would ask someone to use light. Sometimes I would ask someone to, if they need to stand up, shake it out or something. Um, yeah. Anything, it goes what, along what the use? same line. Well, I was, I was awesome. just thinking that it, it goes along the same lines as um, as the method that I use of feeling it. So for some people, clearly they need to feel it deeply and express it. First of all, the, to be able to let it out, you will have to not only locate it, but acknowledge it. So acknowledge that there is some sort of a negative feeling there that needs releasing. Um, and so in, in the method that I use, I, I actually use both methods in a different way. They're a bit different in, in the tools that, uh, that they use. So with the silver method, you, um, you go back in time and in your mind, of course, and uh, you change the picture, the association in each picture where this has um, presented itself, this feeling, or as much as... Mm -hmm. As, as you can put your finger on, as many pictures as, as you can put your finger on from your past and you cleanse them and you can use whatever uh, tools you find appropriate. You can use a sponge to clear them. You can uh, blow them out. You can do whatever. You can change uh, the existing picture with something else. So you can blacken it out and put a new picture in it. Now with the other method, um, there's actually an energy flow that you use to destroy this IP address that is a combination of images and feelings. The um, neural pathways, some scientific, uh, scientifically inclined people call it the neural pathways, but it, in the end, what it's a combination of emotions linked to images that you, that you hold in your mind. So yeah, you yeah, use your energy strong. flows. Yeah, so you use your energy flows to blow them out. And then again, you have to replace them with the, so there's always, it doesn't, you don't leave a blank spot. And the thing is you always replace them to a different association. You have to rewire these neural pathways to somewhere else. Yes. I, I mean, there are different ways. Like what I just said before, um, I, when I do it for myself, I guess I'm already, I know that I have enough light, access to light or love. And I just automatically know, okay, if I release it, if I let it go, I, I know it's gonna be replaced by light and stuff's gonna light up. Depending on who you have in front of you, sometimes I feel like it needs a bit more nudging if they're not yet used to accessing. So again, like the person who developed, it's fully titled a sacred star embodiment coaching. Um, she uses a lot of energy medicine. So she accesses the life force. Ultimately, she wants you to connect to your soul light because that's obviously the most powerful. Um, and then she uses, you know, potentially sun energies and star energy just to strengthen someone while you go through it but they're all light medit energies. And I, I just really find it depends on who I have in front of me, if they're comfortable using those or not. Some people are not even comfortable using the word soul and others are mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure. I connect to my soul. 
you know. Um, so I find it really depends. And I, sometimes I feel like I'm saying something that makes no sense to the client, but they still kind of understand what they need to do for themselves. So I'm like, yeah, fine, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, for myself, I, yeah, I think a lot of it is just has become just, yeah, just, you know, make like the whole idea of, is it spiritual? What's the word? Um, I think it's spirit, isn't it? Making it, making whole, that's what it means. It's like the inclusion. I find often like when I check, for example, where do I find the, risk, the organizational or the, the systematic restriction we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. it didn't feel wholesome in my body. So I was just like, okay, can I just, you know, accept it and let it be. And that for me brings enough acceptance and healing into it that, so in my case, I don't need to replace it because it almost happens automatic. I see. So it's, it's the realization really for you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's individual for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very different. And some people definitely process more through their head. Others mm -hmm. people I find feel everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. And some, some people give you all sorts of explanation findings, whatever works. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicolina, for this talk. Uh, oh, if you. people need to um, get consultations or trainings with you on the embodiment work or on uh, doing better at work on how to deal with career growth while being <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> Where yeah, can they everything. find you? Um, mm -hmm. The best thing to reach out, I think, is my email, info at nicolinaweather.com. I also have a website, nicolinaweather.com, but it's not that up to date at the moment. Um, or Google my name and find me on social media. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I hope I was... you uh, join Heal and Learn with a with a program soon, as we've discussed. And I, I was just about to say, yeah, sorry, yeah. because I do actually have a. I don't know when you put this live, but I have a, a masterclass coming up actually mm -hmm. around the freedom to succeed, which is kind of me trying to distill a few of my learnings from the last months of how do you access this inner freedom, which allows you to be powerful or to make decisions easily or trust yourself and all these things. So it's for now, it's just one masterclass. It's going to hopefully evolve, evolve into more. I don't know. It might be part of the membership. I think we still need to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's uh, maybe we can put the link or something underneath. If that's sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, the membership Nicolina is talking about is the uh, monthly subscription of Heal and Learn, where you get to, um, to choose to attend four group sessions with different trainers. Um, you can check it out. I'll also put the link below. Um, and I just wanted to mention that I'm starting a, a course for trainers, the Heal and Learn method for trainers that is starting sometime in November. Um, this you can find all of these you can find on healandlearn.com forward slash courses. And I'll also put Nicolina's um, masterclass coming up below the video. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so Nicolina. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you.